A few years back, uh, my wife and I, we traveled to Bethlehem, and one of the highlights of Bethlehem was not going to see the place where Jesus maybe was born. Uh, they have a little uh, church that's built over top of where they think that happened. It was out in the fields. It was the coolest thing where the shepherds would have, these rocky fields where they think the shepherds would have been watching their flocks by night so many years ago. As Phil shared last Sunday, imagine in an age of no special effects lighting at all, bam, the whole sky is lit up with angels. This morning I want to talk briefly about the angels' song, what they actually sang to the shepherds. This is one of the very first Christmas carols. And it came straight from heaven, if you can imagine. And so we really ought to pay attention to its message. The Gospel of Luke tells us that, first of all, there was one solitary angel on the scene. And then in verse 13, he's joined with a great company of angels. In the Greek, that phrase means a great company of angels. That was a joke. You guys didn't quite catch that. You've heard of a sky full of stars. This was a sky lit up with angels, full of angels. Can you imagine being scared of just one angel? I can't imagine a sky full. The first angel announces in verse 11, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He's given the specifics. He's given the who and and the where. A Savior, the Messiah, has been born to you. Where? In the city of David, which everyone knew was, was Bethlehem. If the angel gives us the who and the where, the the angel choir sings to us the what. And it's good news, composed of two parts. The first is about what this good news means for God. And the second part is about what it means for us. The first line is, glory to God in the highest heaven. This part of the angel's song focuses on the one who set all of these events in motion in the first place. The one who dwells above everything, above all. The one who's seated in the highest place. He's God. Glory to God in the highest heaven. Gloria in excelsis Deo we sing. And because of what is about to happen, because of who this baby is, people who respond to this message will respond in praise. They'll say things like, my my life was a mess and and you gave me purpose. I I used to be self-absorbed just glorifying myself, but now all glory be to you, God. Or I was wandering, lost and alone. I'd been rejected maybe by, by those who I'd loved and trusted, and you found me. You're glorious, Lord. Or, or I was living in fear, you know, fear of, of failure, fear of, of the, the future, fear of the unknown, fear of just about everything. And, and because of the Son that you sent, I found freedom from my fear. God, You are magnificent. You see, it's because of of Christmas that we gather here Sunday after Sunday to sing songs of of worship. And and I find it helpful to remember that it's it's not about what particular song that we sing that we love. It's about the one in whom we sing the songs about. Do we love that one? You know, I I just love just about everything about Christmas. I have to confess, I I love the, the decorations even though I hate putting them up, don't I, dear? I, I love the music. I, I really love the food. I, I, I love the cheesy movies and the elves and, and the, the presents and the concerts and the parties. But first and foremost, I love being able to focus for 
an entire month on an event that is recorded in Scripture about the coming of God to us, what theologians call the incarnation. God with us. God with skin on. God literally putting Himself in our shoes. Living in our neighborhood. We're no longer home alone. Because Jesus is Emmanuel. God with us. You know, I think if we could somehow even for a moment grasp the the love of God behind these familiar stories, we would shout out with the angels, glory to God in the highest. The second part of the angel's song is equally profound. Peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. Now this is something we need to unpack because peace means a lot of things to a lot of people. Now, what does peace mean to a soldier? Or to a, a mother with a colicky infant? Or, or how about to a, a child whose parents are fighting? It usually means the end of something. You know, the end of a war, the end of nonstop crying, uh, the end of an argument. So what kind of peace are the, are the angels referring to? Not that kind of peace so much. That's a, a temporary kind of, of peace. Wars will break out again. Babies, they'll cry again. Relationships will get strained again. The peace that only the Messiah can bring is a, a personal, permanent kind of peace. Peace between self-absorbed and, and willful and, and sinful people and a holy and very good and perfect God. Those whom God favors are those who understand and and embrace this truth. God is offering us a chance to have peace with Him. This deep kind of peace that, that every single one of us are longing for. Really, the truth is in that song that we're, 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 we're told of the opportunity to receive from God peace from our past, peace in our present, and peace for our future. First, uh, first peace, peace from our past. This song gives us hope of, of peace from our past. If there's anything in your past that causes you shame or, or, or embarrassment or guilt, this song promises you can be at peace. If there's anything in your past that causes you sadness or, or loneliness or grief, this song promises that you can be at peace. If there's anything in your past that brings you regret over things you've done or things you've said or ways that you've hurt those you've loved, this song promises you can be at peace. This Bi- the Bible says in, in one of my favorite verses, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The slate can be wiped clean with God. All things can be brand new. What a relief. We don't have to drag all that baggage with us through our life. As Isaiah 1.18 says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. In Christ, there can be peace from our past. Then there's the offer of peace in the present. When the baby in the Christmas story was at the end of his life, he said to the the followers, his first followers in John 14, peace I leave with you, peace, my peace I give to you. He says, I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus tells us that the peace that comes from him is not the same peace as the world gives. And the world does promise some peace. This time of year, we're inundated by promises that if we just kind of buy the right stuff or give the right present or get the right present, we'll be at peace. Uh, many of us believe that we would 
have peace if we just had enough money, if we just had kind of financial security. Or we'd have peace if our lives were free of troubles and trials, if we were trouble-free. That kind of peace, while admittedly nice, can't be sustained, not in this world. So we need a peace beyond our circumstances, peace that, that Scripture calls beyond understanding, peace even in the middle of our troubles, in the middle of our mess. A friend of mine lost his job this week, and uh, rightfully he was shaken by this. But my friend talks about how he's been intentionally over the last number of months seeking to, to grow his relationship with Jesus, to stay connected to God through Christ. And, he's been, and he shared this week how even with getting called into the office of his boss and, and told that he was being let go, that, that he was without a job, he said, in the middle of that, I, I experienced something I've never experienced before. I experienced in the middle of that mess God's peace. That's the kind of peace that Jesus promises. Finally, the angel's song gives us hope of, of peace for the future. You know, the fact is fear for the future will rob us of our peace today, doesn't it? Isn't that what happens? And it's not that Jesus promises a problem-free future. I'm sorry to say this, but none of us will have a problem-free future. What he promises is that he himself is, is greater, is bigger than your problems. Once you've been given the gift of peace from God and with God through Jesus, you have security no matter what. You don't have to fear anymore because whatever comes, he's with you and he's, he's for you. He is your God. That, that's why Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. He says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He says, I'm bigger than the world. You see, tough stuff uh, will uh, come your way and my way, but one thing will not change. The Savior that the angels sang about is still alive and is still involved in our world. This angel song, in, in a very real way, is, is still being sung. If we could get a glimpse of heaven today, we'd still hear them singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When you put your trust in Christ, you find that, that he's the prince of peace. He's the peace giver. He'll give you peace from your past, uh, forgiving you from all your wrongs and your regrets. He'll give you peace in your present. He can give you peace in spite of whatever mess you're in right now. And he can give you peace for your future. An ultimate security, an anchor in him that can never be taken away. He'll be with you through it all. And he's your hope in the midst of, of whatever comes your way. This Christmas, my, my prayer for you is that you may be able to sing with the angels, glory to God in the highest, and may you in a greater way come to know Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. And may you experience the peace that only Jesus can give. Amen. Let's sing.